What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we are talking about my pick of September. It's going to be September. Well, it is September right now. Um, So it's our first horror movie of the month. And we're going to be talking about Ghost Ship from 2002. Yes, we are. So if this movie is 21 years old. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. Oh, man. Um, What's your history with this movie? Well, I last watched it probably 21 years ago. (laughs) uh i don't know how many i think i've only seen it maybe once oh twice okay. i don't know um the only thing i remember from this movie literally is the opening scene mm. um no i don't know if that's because of just how iconic it was and what i remember from watching it or just over the years probably seen so many clips of people talking about it but yeah I do remember there's a wire of some sort that mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So this is pretty much a first watch Damn. basically for me. That's crazy. Yeah. What about you? This was one of those like feel good movies for me way back in the day. Like it was up there with 13 ghosts for mm-hmm. me. Like I'd watch them both all the time, um, but it has been a while since I've watched it. Yeah. And uh yeah, I don't know. I've been wanting to d- do it for a little bit. Um, HMC did an episode on it a while back. Yeah, I remember uh, that, yeah. And that kind of sparked my interest for it again. And mm-hmm. then recently I played through uh, the Dark Pictures anthology, um, mm-hmm. Man of Medan. And that kind of sparked it again. I was like, fuck yeah, like Haunted Ship. I want to do this. Nice. All right. I, was ta- okay. I, was, I was talking to Erica the other day too, because she's played Made of Meaden as well. And I said to her, I'm like, that game definitely took inspiration from this movie. Like, not just the haunted ship, but like mm-hmm. there were certain scenes in it. I was like, oh shit, like that's almost the yeah. exact same thing that's going on. Yeah. But- well, I mean, there's <clears throat> I guess there's a movie from the 70s or 80s that's I think called Death Ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I want to check that out too, see how that is. Yeah, yeah. Because they said the cover <clears throat> of this movie was kind of like replicating the cover of that one. Yeah, it's like exactly the same almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, before we talk too much about it, um, we'll kick off our booze and news and then dive into the movie. Cool. Dive in. It finally works. It finally works. All right, what are you drinking? Um, I stopped at my local brewery again, but I did pick up something a bit different this time. Okay. Uh, it is a, I don't know how to say this word, ghost. Yeah, uh, that's what I, that's how I pronounce it. Okay, so it's ghosts with peach. Mm. Um, They're almost like a rattler yeah. in a sense. Oh, uh, okay, okay. 
I don't know. The lady told me to like keep it upside down for a minute or two before you drink it. So like the sediment goes to the pulp, I guess. I don't know. Huh. She just wanted to prank you. So spill it. Explode. Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, I picked up another one of those mix packs from Cameron's Brewing Company. So I'm drinking the Sabotage hyphen Wizen again. Hyphen Wizen. But... Mm, Ghost is your... pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I need you to uh, pick up an order for me from that place. I know. I got to bring some. Actually, I'm going to Prescott on Monday. So, perfect. I'll do that. Are are their prices like typical? Yeah. I think like for a six pack, like uh, I think it's like 25 bucks. Okay. So, yeah. Grab me a six pack of like your six favorite and I'll give you you money. No, don't worry about it. No, it's a present. Bye. Because I love you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. I feel like we're not even recording an episode right now. We're just like That's how brotherly it be, love. Man. Brotherly yeah. love. All right. Um, what's next? Oh, what have you been watching? <laughs> uh, a few things. Um, I also decided that I'm only going to talk about the movies that I've watched since our action uh podcast yeah um yeah. i mean you know if you want to hear about any of the movies you see here below the rock go listen to that episode it's uh, on spotify that's about it it's on apple now oh is it okay yeah okay. yeah um i watched the flash from this year uh didn't really have any high hopes for like I initially was excited because Michael Keaton was back and just like all the shit with um what's his face Ezra Miller and just kind of over the whole superhero thing you froze with it um the Supergirl stuff was kind of didn't really care about uh Zod isn't really he's in it but it's not like Michael Shannon Zod from Man of Steel. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I gotta say, Ezra Miller is fucking fantastic. Um, you know, he was made for this role. Uh, some really funny. Shithead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some really funny parts, some really bad CGI. That was like <laughs> my biggest gripe with it. Like there's one scene at the beginning. Oh man, it's so bad, but it's it's awesome. Um, I watched uh, The Blackening, finally. Um, I think this is technically a 2023 release, but yeah. um, it was good. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of, it started off really strong and then just kind of lost me with the story and the way it ended. Um was super, super predictable, but still had a good time with it. Yeah, because you texted me right at the start and you're like, oh, dude, this is like our kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. So I was expecting, um, expecting. It yeah, to the really opening good, scene but... is just hilarious. Like the thing that <laughs> happens, you're just like, oh my god. Uh, I watched uh, True Romance, and I can't believe I've never seen this movie. Uh, highly recommend it. This is basically considered in the Tarantino um, world because uh, this is written by Tarantino, but was. Uh, Directed by Tony Scott, who did like Top Gun and all those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
a few characters are referenced in other movies, like uh, in Reservoir Dogs, Mr. White talks about how he worked with a girl named Alabama, who is Patricia Arquette's character. Okay. Um, And this is like one of the first movies, I think, that was like a stacked fucking cast who just wanted to work with Tarantino. Hmm. Because like, look at the cast list, like it's insane. Like, yeah, it's, yeah I've never seen it either. That's yeah, really good. Um, and then tonight, just threw on We're the Millers. Uh, there's a few movies I really want to watch that uh, came out this year. Some of the uh, the horror movies. Um, Ninja Turtles is now on VOD. Oh, so I was going to get that, but it is twenty four ninety nine to rent, but still might do it. So. Yeah, that's interesting because I was going to take the boys to the theaters to watch it on Sunday, but Brady's already seen it, so like, yeah, we'll just get it at home. Say fuck it. Yeah, yeah. So right. that's yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, cool. How about you? Um, I have not watched a whole lot. I have watched one thing because <laughs> I think nice. I mentioned, I think I mentioned <laughs> "Pray for the Devil" on our rock episode yeah um but anyways yeah i watched that didn't really like it it's a typical possession exorcism movie oh sorry to cut you off yeah speaking of that uh the pope's exorcist is on crave now oh is it yeah i was gonna watch it tonight but i was like i don't know if like i'll have time and really want to pay attention to it so Mm. yeah it's on there now sweet okay for whatever reason i do want to watch that movie i know i'm not going to enjoy it but i I feel like it's just because of the uh the Stabby Awards, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I watched Sisu. Nice. Uh, which I had a lot of fun with, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I talked to you about some of the issues I had with it, and like, yeah, I don't know. It's a very fun movie. It's like if John Wick was fighting Nazis instead of Russian mafias and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, super violent, action packed, a lot of crazy mm-hmm. shit going on in it. It's very like bloody and gory too. Yeah. Yeah. Which was good. But yeah, not a whole lot. Um, I'm about halfway through Jojo Rabbit. Oh, nice. Um, one of my buddies from work watched it recently and like highly suggested it. And I've never watched it. And I know that a lot of people love it. So yeah, man, it's really good. Yeah. I'm enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. But yeah, playing a lot of Diablo 4. Um, work's been crazy this week and last week. So. I haven't really been doing a whole lot. But work being crazy is a good segue into this next part because I forgot to really look into any horror news. Um, But one thing that caught my eye, uh, the Exorcist Believer release date has been moved up one week from October 13th to October 6th because... The Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie is releasing on the 13th. So The Exorcist wasn't going to make any fucking money that weekend, obviously. So they, they moved it ahead a week. <laughs> that, that was my reaction too, but understandable. There's a lot of Swifties out there. <laughs> on the plus side, we get The Exorcist a week early. So I guess so. I don't know. I kind of want to see that in theaters. I feel like that'll yeah be a better experience mm-hmm. but yeah that's all i have sorry they saw good what we got for 4k 
uh, 4K. Cut. Oops. All right, so 4K. We got the Flash, which I did pick up the uh, the Steel Book. That's a sick uh, Steel Book. It is, yeah, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, never heard of it, but has a pretty stat cast. Looks like uh, Promising Young Woman, which I mm. really liked. Uh, very surprising. Um, I think it's on Crave. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Staying Alive. Uh, John Travolta. I've never seen it. Me either. Um, uh, some movie Three Days of the Condor with De Niro. Never heard of it. Oh. Uh Infinity Pool on 4K. Uncut. Which I think uh we gotta pick that up. Yep. Uh Hustle and Flow, which is a very weird timing for this movie because we were just <laughs> talking <is> <laughs> about we were just talking about uh, uh Taren, was Taryn Manning. Yeah. Um and for anyone who doesn't know, just search up Taryn Manning video. Uh, it's, it's fucked. Very weird. She looks very different than here. And uh, yeah, just uh, dope buttholes. That's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, Showgirls, which I've never on, seen. But on 4K, wow. 4K. Lots of titties in that movie on uh, 4K. Battlestar Galactica, not really my jam, but you know. It's a cool steelbook, though. Yeah. Uh, Bride of Chucky and all of the newer Chucky movies oh. on 4K. Um, hmm. I still haven't seen Curse or Cult, so you're not missing much. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, City of the Living Dead and Black Magic Right Switch. Both those have pretty. Fucking sick covers. I don't know what's going on with this guy, but he's not having a good ass time. Oh, no, he's getting a fucking big drill through his head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. Cool. Lots of good ones. Yeah. Our wallets are going to hate us. Yeah. Oh, my joking. I'm not buying any for a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you actually did just buy one. Yeah. What did I just buy? Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that one, actually. Yeah, me too. Because I've never, like, I don't think I've watched any animated 4K movie. So, like, I want to see, like. Oh, really? What's the big difference? Hmm. Sound quality, I guess, would be a big one. That'd be a big one, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. All right. Ready to dive into this movie? Let's do it. we said in the intro this week we are talking about ghost ship from 2002 starting off the synopsis a salvage crew discovers a long lost 1962 passenger ship floating lifeless in a remote region of the bering sea 
and soon notices that its long-dead inhabitants may still be on board. One gripe that I do have with this movie, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's a plot hole or what, but at one point, Murphy says that something about how it was off the coast of Labrador. Yeah, in the Bering Strait. The Bering Strait is on the other side of North America. Oh, it's near Alaska. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So did it like go all the way north and like make its way through all the islands in Canada? Or did it go all the way south and come back up? I don't I don't know. But yeah, because people that maybe don't know, Labrador is on the east coast of Canada. Yeah. Alaska's on the the west side. But anyways, uh, this movie is directed by Steve Beck, who also did 13 Ghosts, which is ironic because these were the yeah. two movies that I loved as a kid. Um, we've already talked about him as well, but he also did the visual effects for The Abyss, The Hunt for Red October, and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. He hasn't done anything in a very long time. No. Not sure why. Uh, the cast list, some pretty big names, actually. Uh, a couple. Yeah, not like, not saying the whole cast is huge, but yeah, yeah. Gabriel Byrne plays Murphy. Uh, he's in The us- Usual Suspects, Hereditary, End of Days, and Assault on Precinct 13. Um, Juliana Mar- Margulis, uh, she played Epps. Um, she's a big character on ER and The Good Wife, and she's also on Snakes on a Plane and The Morning Show. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron Aldard plays Dodge. He was in Super 8, Black Hawk Down, Deep Impact, and Jobs. And lastly, I have Desmond Harrington, who played Ferryman, which is a very cool name, considering what his character is. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's in the whole... Wrong Turn, Dexter, and the Neon Demon. I have three honorable mentions. Oh, three. Okay. The one guy, I didn't even recognize him. I think I visually, I was like, I know this guy. And then I didn't realize who it was until I checked on the cast list. That's Carl Urban. Wow. You didn't recognize him? No. I was like, why does this guy look so fucking familiar? Yeah. And yeah, then I looked it up and I was like, oh, fuck. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, I also have Emily Browning, who plays mm-hmm. the little girl. I can't remember what her name was in the movie. Katie. Emily. Or Katie. Yeah, her name's yeah. Emily. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Isaiah Washington. Yeah. So I don't know if you have anybody else. You were kind of surprised at my three. So. No. Okay. That's it. That's it. All right. Let's talk about this movie. All right. Um, I felt like with this op- these opening credits, I was like, "Did I actually click on the Barbie movie?" <laughs> it's like, all like like bubbles the- coming up the screen. Yeah, and like the the title card was in pink letters, like Barbie, and I was like, "Yeah, what the fuck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and I was also very surprised to see that it was, I forget what it was, um, but Robert Zemeckis was behind yeah. this movie. He produced Pro- it? Produced it or wrote part of it? Yeah, I think he produced it. Yeah. Anyway, I was very shocked to see that name because, you know, he's made mostly good movies, mm-hmm. uh, a few iconic ones, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I guess that this opening scene uh, has to be one of the most like iconic openings in any movie. Yeah. Which is insane to me because like, I mean, to me overall, this movie is not that great, mm-hmm. but it has like one of the best opening scenes ever. Like, just wild to me. Yeah. Um, in 2006, there's a media website called Coming Soon, and they named this opening scene the greatest in horror film history. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know how how good their reputation is, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, as far as opening scenes go for me personally, I would say this is probably the best one. Yeah. Um, it's just fucking nuts dude like you don't expect it at all and it happens in the first five minutes of the movie yeah and it was a lot more like warrior and grotesque than i remembered Mm -hmm. and like i i think some like some of it was probably obviously cgi yeah but it still looked really good it did it really did like there was a scene where a woman is cut in half and her upper torso is laying beside her lower torso and she's trying yeah. to like pull her legs back over to her body to like attach yeah. it back to herself. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, man. Like and there's like one guy, he's like just standing there, and then like his clothes got cut in half. So like yeah. his top half, his like clothes are up, but his bottom half is like naked. Mm-hmm. and like it looks so good but like i don't understand this movie because like for me the first half i really liked mm-hmm. and then the second half i don't know if they just like had production issues but like the cgi got really fucking bad yeah the music got really weird and i don't know what the fuck they were doing <laughs> and the story just like, like also rails. when into this whole other thing mm-hmm. like i don't know how you feel but like yeah yeah so i kind of forgot how the second half went um but yeah watching it now i was just like this like like the whole side story if you want to call it that mm-hmm. of like what happened previously it's just like so far-fetched and out there yeah like and it doesn't make any sense like the whole character of ferryman like they could have made that really fucking cool yeah but i, I feel I, like they ruined I called that, that shit i called that shit yeah the first like when they're in the meeting and the thing and then i see like the guy ferryman comes over and i was like okay he's definitely a ghost like mm-hmm. and then yeah at the end he's the fucking ghost somehow that got off the ship onto land mm-hmm. to convince people to come like uh, it's, it's that whole thing just didn't make any sense like 
the first half of the movie was like this kind of paranormal like thriller hmm. horror ish thing and then it just got batshit crazy and just fell off the rails for me yeah i feel like this is a movie that would fare pretty well if they remade it and i'm not yeah. i'm not big on remakes mm-hmm. but if someone were to take this and just change the last like half hour 45 minutes of it yeah like obviously you're not gonna have that iconic opening scene anymore if somebody remade it they'll try and remake it but like yeah it's gonna lose its effect obviously yeah but like just button up the last half of it yeah yeah and i don't under like the whole story with the treasure and gold and like what happened back in the early 60s like why do these mobsters need to kill everybody on the ship, including children? Because mm-hmm. they're the one that set up the wire and all that to kill all those people. Because, like, they I read on the trivia that, like, whenever the ships get close to the land or their destination, they have like a captain's ball kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I just don't. I just don't understand why they need to kill everyone on the ship, like to get their gold off of the ship. Yeah. I don't know. Cause like, it's like, does ferryman, do these mobsters work for ferryman? My idea was that like ferryman was like kind of like the lead mobster guy, right? Cause like, um, we were skipping ahead, but like just to get, connect all these dots through the movie like his character he's like has a really nice suit and tie like he looks like a mobster right and then he kind of like double crosses the the saner um and you think that like she's a love interest but then he like kills her so it's like he just wants it all to himself but at one point katie says to epps that they killed everybody or what does she say? Everyone needs to die, or they killed everybody, even the ones that were unmarked. Yeah, but fairy because the, is the one that's putting the mark on everybody. Yeah, because the marked people can't leave the ship until yeah. his goal is complete, basically. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> all over the place. It is, yeah. But uh, anyway, so before this, we meet um, the Arctic warrior who is uh, captained by Murphy. And Epps is kind of the one who is uh, like her, his daughter, who's kind of part owner, basically. Like she's funding most of what they do. And basically, they just find abandoned ships and like help people kind of thing. They're salvagers. Yeah, salvagers. Uh, so they're at the bar and they got a whole bunch of full and empty MGDs and no one's drinking. And you kind of get a hint that Murphy is a recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ferryman comes over and is kind of like, Hey, I was, I'm a, like a plane photographer, I think, or something like that. And he was like over the, the Bering Strait. And got these pictures of this boat, and he tried to like radio. No one got there, so 
she convinces them to go check it out and he's offering like whatever you find i want like 30 percent or 10 percent or whatever it is he wanted 20 and they came back with 10 right yeah. yeah um so they yeah they decide all right yeah we'll come with you and then they uh they're they're searching at nighttime for this boat which doesn't seem like the smartest idea but <laughs> uh it like shows up on the radar there's uh i forget what the guy's name but the spanish guy is like playing fucking insane Mudvayne. loud mud vein which i've never was into but oh man yeah what was his name cast castos something i don't know I love this scene too. Like whenever they come up on it, Santos mm-hmm. is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, he's just fucking head banging up in the, <laughs> the control room by himself. Yeah. And uh, on, on the radar, like you mentioned, you see the ship, but it kind of comes and goes. Yeah. So he calls Murphy um, up to the control room and he tells him to watch. Yeah. And then, Murph thinks that he's just losing his mind and then he eventually mm-hmm. does see it. And like everybody's kind of looking and nobody can see it anymore. And then the one guy gets up on the the spotlight. Yeah. And just out of nowhere, this huge fucking passenger cruise ship just yeah. shows up. Mm-hmm. And it's such a sick scene, man. Like it's the imagery of it is fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah. It just, pops up and they almost like crash into it one guy almost gets crushed yeah um but like it's it's hard like not to nitpick this movie whenever it's fucking called ghost ship like (laughs) (laughs) but it's like okay this thing is like a physical ship that got lost Mm -hmm. but somehow it can like appear and disappear like it's nothing but it's a physical ship that people can run into and get on like yeah uh, it just makes zero sense, but I mean, there's a couple of things with the ghosts too that didn't make sense, and it's something similar to that. Like, um, Epps and Katie, Epps is trying to give Katie the uh, the pendant necklace that Katie's yeah. corpse was wearing, yeah, and it goes right through her hand. Mm-hmm. But then the captain of the ship and Murphy have a fucking drink together. Like he opens up a bottle of bourbon, pours a glass out, and hands the glass to Murph. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how? And then he hands him like a folder with all the pictures and stuff in it. Yeah. So I don't know. And then whenever Greer is in his crazy ass scene near the end, yeah, he kisses her, but then she ends up killing him because he just goes through her. Yeah. So maybe yeah. like, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Can ghosts just turn it on and off? I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, one question I had: Do you think that uh, Katie could have survived on the ship by herself? Yeah, like if they if the mobsters mm-hmm. didn't kill her. I was kind of thinking that. Well, I was thinking about that. I don't know. Like she would have to find the like the radio room which i think she mm-hmm. could do i think she oh, could did did they kill her yeah oh okay. no, she, i thought i thought she just killed herself yeah because she was hanging yeah she hung yeah. herself 
but they had like there's a scene where they kidnap her on the ship yeah, yeah. so yeah i guess she would have hung herself or they hung mm-hmm. her i don't know yeah that was um, fucked so up I was thinking, too. like it was yeah because like it's been 40 years you know that the boat's been gone so like i mean it'd be close because like say there's i don't know it's a big ass cruise ship right so there's like what at least five thousand people on the ship yeah i would say so i mean if she it's only her you know she probably has enough food and drink to last quite a long time but i mean she has to somehow keep the the ship i guess warm i guess since they're in the bering sea or something i don't know yeah and she'd have to steer it icebergs and shit (laughs) She'd probably uh-huh. do better than the fucking guy in Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, I, she was old enough that she would know to radio somebody, I would think. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In Epps, she sees the uh, Katie, the, the ghost. Um, and then they find the pool. And there's like they find like bullet casings and bullet holes like in the pool, and like I don't remember anything about this movie. So it was like, why the fuck is there bullets in the, the pool? And then um, you find out later why because they shot everyone in the pool. But uh, yeah, like some of the CGI that starts coming, like when the like whenever she Epps falls into the pool, like hits her head and like. The blood like goes into the hole. Like it wasn't too bad that you see the blood come out of the holes and the bullet holes. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then like when it fills up in like two seconds, and it's just like, yeah. Yeah, that CGI was terrible. Um Yeah, but there was some like really good stuff in this mm-hmm. first half. I thought, like, whenever they were looking through the kitchen and in the fridge, like I thought that was a legit scary scene. Mm-hmm. There's all these fucking like bodies hanging from like the fridge, and then uh, um, what's their what's their names? Dodge and uh, Hudman or yeah, Carl Urban's character. Oh, Munder, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're like they come out and scare the fuck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the, those two guys' character. Yeah, they're funny. Yeah, uh, and then whenever they're like in the kitchen alone. And like all the stuff starts happening and they like have the beans and not, none of them want to like eat it. And they're like, okay, we'll play rock, paper, scissors. And then Munger loses and <laughs> eats it. He's like, this is really good. And Dodge is like, nah, nah. He's just like, wow, this is really fucking good. They're eating the food. And all of a sudden like it turns into fucking maggots like out of yeah. uh, Lost Boys. Yeah, Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah, they had a really good relationship, those two. Yeah. They, yeah. they they broke a lot of the tension with their comedic value. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, and then they this is kind of where they find uh the gold and we learned that it was like stolen and all that stuff because like it was uh, the etchings were shaved down and stuff. So you kind of get a backstory on that whole thing. Um and then uh Santos dies. Um who killed Sant? Who tampered with the boat? Was it just one of the ghosts? Well, the yeah, because they're trying to get off the boat. Yeah, on their little tugboat. Yeah. Um, 
And the propane tank, someone, I'm assuming it was a ghost or it could have been ferryman. Yeah. Uh, turned on the propane. Mm-hmm. So as soon as he turned on the tugboat, the igniter or whatever caused the the propane tanks to explode. Yeah. And Katie knew too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which brings up another point. Do you think that tugboat could actually fucking pull that ocean liner? I don't know, but I know that they are very like tugboats never made any sense to me, honestly. I know, I don't get them either. <laughs> <laughs> They're so small. And they but pull they these can fucking... literally pull anything, right? Yeah. I live right on the St. Lawrence, so like the odd time I'll see like a tugboat pulling like this big ass barge through, and I'm just like, how is could. this possible? I think it could, honestly. Maybe. Maybe like two of them, but yeah. Because this yeah. ocean liner is huge. Yeah, because it's like a famous one that burned. Um, mm-hmm. Not burned. That's the fucking actor's last name. Uh, Murphy, <laughs> um, like remembered and like knew about. Mm-hmm. The Antonia Garza. Graza. Graza. Uh, yeah, so everyone is drinking. Um, Murphy <laughs> is almost starts drinking and then he sees the captain in the mirror and it's like, I need to fucking snap out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of where everyone starts to like go off onto their own place. The Murphy is in the, the hall drinking with the captain. Uh, Epps is like the only one that's really doing anything. She's trying to like follow Katie and figure out what the hell's happening to get the pendant scene. Um, and she comes to the room where Katie died and she's like trying to help Katie. And then you see like this like red kind of stuff on the ceiling. And Katie's like, Oh my God, he's here. Like he doesn't want me talking to you. And she's like, who? And, yeah, you learn that it's ferryman that makes these uh the marks and stuff like that. Uh, they don't find that out until like until later on, but yeah, because the the captain hands Murphy the the folder with all the pictures in it, and he mentions that that there's someone on the ship currently that was on it back then or something like that, like the way mm-hmm. he words it. Yeah, and we don't see who it is until later on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then this is where kind of the movie really fell off to me is for me is um the scene with Greer in the music hall. Like the CGI was so bad and like the music was just like loud and obnoxious. I didn't know what the fuck kind of music they chose for this, but it did not work at all. Mm-hmm. And then he's you know, sees the Italian singer and He's like looking at her and he's like, oh, I can't uh, cheat on my wife if you're dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they start kissing and flawless she, logic. Like, she like walks off and starts undressing and Guru's like, hey, fuck it. I'm a fuck a dead girl. <laughs> and she goes to the elevator and it was kind of like a little... um foreshadowing before because when he like looks down the elevator like it's like mm-hmm. far down and then he goes to the elevator and tries to hug her and just falls through her and falls to his death yeah you gotta be some desperate to try and fuck a ghost i know right like he knows she's dead yeah it's not yeah. even like she tried to trick him 
But then after he falls, she turns around and she turns into like this old, like decrepit fucking nasty zombie looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that scene in the shining. Yeah. And then, uh, Katie takes Epps to the kitchen. And then we get another weird flashback with like the cooks are poisoning everybody. And then there's like more weird ass music that's playing during this like flashback. And like, I don't know, it's just very bad. Um, Yeah, what else happens? Oh, Munder's death. What do you think of Munder's death? How did he die? Got fucking sucked into the gears. Oh, yeah. More shitty CGI. Um, I kind of checked out at his death. Wasn't paying full attention to it. Yeah. I'll be be perfectly honest. (laughs) Yeah, no, for me, it was like uh, when it popped back to the flashback in the kitchen, this like the music just like uh, took me all out of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so him, Munder and Dodge. They go at one point they go to the engine room and the engine room is like flooded mm-hmm. and like their job is to like patch holes and like fix ships. Right. So yeah. they have to scuba dive under there and I forget how exactly it happened, but like Munder gets like sucked into this gear that's like moving, just gets fucking squished. And then yeah. his like flappy face is just sitting on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> uh and uh, so at this point, um, Epps and Dodge and Ferryman are like in the, like to trying to steer the boat, right? Yeah. And uh, Epps is like, okay, I have to go, I think, find. Now, what happened to Murphy? I think we, we uh, did. What happened to Murphy happened before or after Munder? Because Murphy. Has the drinks with the captain. Yeah. Gets drunk as fuck. And then. um, Isn't he trying to hurt Epps or something like that? Yeah. So he keeps seeing Epps as um, Ferryman. He keeps seeing Ferryman's face come over Epps' face. So he keeps like. Oh, with the knife and stuff. Yeah. He keeps attacking her and thinking that she's going to try and kill him. So he's trying to kill her. But he thinks that it's Ferryman. Yeah. And then Ferryman comes up and knocks his ass out. Yeah. And they put him in this, like, I don't know, like tank. Yeah. That would normally have water in it. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember. Yeah. And they just lock him in there. Yeah. And then when they're in, like, the the captain's area of the the ship, Epps, like, remembers something about, like, the water. So she runs out there and Murphy is, he's like, uh, What's the guy's name from uh, Beer Fest? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Landfill. Yeah, this isn't. Oh, this is my brother, Landfill too. You can just call him Landfill. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've watched that movie in so long. Uh, it's so, so good. good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so while Epps is gone, uh, Dodge and Ferryman are in like the thing and. Ferryman's like, oh, I'm going to leave. I'll be right back. And then Dodge is like, yo, man, hold up. Like, she said to wait here. Like, don't leave. And and then, like, Ferryman just, like, like, the acting is so bad. Just, like, 
you disgust me. Yeah. And he's like, Dodge is like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and he's like, goes on about like, you like take orders from a female, like you've disgust me. And Dodge is like, yo man, what the fuck? Like here, shotgun to the fucking chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoots Fairman. And then is like the whole, like, you know, the villain is still like alive. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, he's the ghost. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because Dodge shoots him and then leaves to find Epps. Yeah. And I don't remember. And then Dodge, like, is just randomly like, come on, let's get the gold and we can have a life together. Oh, like, yeah. All of a sudden, they're like, love interest. It's like, no, nah, man. But it ends up being Ferryman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, yeah. So, yeah, he's sweet-talking her, and then she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then it turns to Ferryman, and she's like, what the fuck? Like, what happened to Dodge? Yeah. And he says that he killed him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then... This is when we get, like, the full flashback of, like, everything that happened with all the mob and, like, them killing everybody and all that shit. I gotta say, though, like... Like some of the CGI was really fucking bad, but then the singer that gets killed. Oh man, that was so sick. Like the CGI, like it looked like didn't look CGI, it looked like real effects. Like she gets yeah. the fucking uh the hook like, to the like the head and like it's like through her jaw up through her mouth and like it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um but everybody's just fucking killing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like the mobsters are killing all the the passengers. Yeah. And then, so everybody that worked in the kitchen was part of this mob. Yeah. They kill all the passengers. Then they, you see them kidnap Katie. And then they get to the gold. And then there's one guy and the singer. They kill everybody. And then he, the one guy turns around and she kills him. And then yeah. fucking Ferryman <laughs> shows up and then he kills her. Yeah. And it's just like, holy fuck, man. It's like watching the Dark Knight, that opening scene where all the clowns are just killing each other. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. Oh, man. Um, And then she kind of gets like in a fight with Ferryman. She miraculously like. Okay, one thing that I didn't get either. Like, okay, they're like in the engine room fighting underwater. And she's like struggling. He's she's he's almost killing her. And then she picks up a spear and stabs him in the leg, and he gets hurt by it. And I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't get it. He's a fucking ghost. How? And then she like throws like the spear and hits the button. Like mm-hmm. it's like okay, like are you fucking James Bond? Like what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> and it explodes, and you think that it kills ferryman because it like puts a hole in the ship and the ship like sinks and you see all the ghosts like in the water like it looks pretty bad but they're like all floating around the the ship and she's on like this package like box and it's like there's no way she survives like what are the chances that what are the chances that the ship isn't found for 40 years and this out of the blue, this cruise liner pulls up and is like, oh, hey, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. But then, you know, you got to get a little cliffhanger. She gets off, taken off the cruise ship and she's in the ambulance. And then 
all of a sudden she starts seeing all the gold come out and I was like the fucking ship sunk how is the gold here like <laughs> I don't get it and then you see Fairman walk out yeah and she's like no and the door closes and that's the end of the movie go ship part two yeah I guess so <laughs> oh man yeah um this movie could have had a lot going for it yeah um after watching this so you you showed me on amazon that they had the collector's edition yeah would you buy that i would but not for 40 dollars fair enough because as shitty as this movie is it's still a really fun time for me anyways like without giving too much away of my review of it but like like I grew up on this movie, man. Like this mm-hmm. was like this and Thirteen Ghosts were my two, and like Saw a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like it's fucked up as it is. They were like feel good movies for me back then. Yeah. Like I I was confident in putting them on, and I was gonna have a good time with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and like as stupid as it is, that fucking cover art on the special edition was sick. It is cool. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, anything else that uh, I want to talk about or mention that we didn't bring up? Ah, I don't think so. Cool. Alrighty. Can we go? F- oh, that's the way the blood splatters. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yep. 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 <laughs> All right. Yeah. You go ahead. All right. Um. So for my quality. Uh, I will give it a, I'll give it a five out of 10. Okay. Um, this movie was made in 2002, which is arguably like one of the worst times for a movie to be made in my opinion, because like this was the very weird transition between like, you know, like, 1998 99 and like 2005 you know because he got like you know the matrix was in like 99 i think or 98 and like that had some like weird cgi but like it worked for that movie mm-hmm. and then like i feel like any movie in between then and like 05 when like the mcu starts is like when the cgi gets better yeah so like remember how bad the resident evil cgi was and like silent hill yeah yeah like those are terrible cgi movies yeah um but like again like i said like some of the cgi does look good in this movie and some Mm -hmm. is absolutely bonkers um the special effects that i assume they did use in some of this movie look really good um the acting was not that great at all. Like, I guess a couple of the leads, like uh, Burn and um, the girl, I thought were okay. I thought Katie was all right as well. Like, but then the rest of the actors were kind of like, yeah. Carl or- Carl Orban didn't really have much to do. Like, I love him; he's a great actor, mm-hmm. but didn't really have any lines to do. Um, yeah, the music I thought was like on one hand very good because like we're into that kind of music but then like the other music just like was 
obnoxious just didn't work <laughs> with the movie at all yeah um so yeah five out of ten and for story i'll go a three out of ten i just think the story <laughs> just it, it loses me it doesn't make any sense at all i felt like they're just writing bullshit you know just <laughs> fodder uh characters i didn't really care that much for like whenever some characters died didn't really give a fuck like even mm-hmm. like munder i love carl urban but like yeah didn't give a shit like i didn't even feel bad for katie like yeah she fucking was a kid but didn't really care <laughs> um yeah i just thought the writing was really bad that some of the dialogue was cringy and yeah so five out of ten and a three out of ten we are very very similar okay um i gave five for my quality as well uh i don't know i've already talked about it a lot like how is a feel-good movie for me um it doesn't hold up as well as i would have hoped that it would um yeah the that opening scene alone bumps it up a bit because that like it's so fucking iconic like yeah between that and like the log truck scene in final destination 2 like yeah. those are two of the most fucking iconic <clears throat> chaotic horror scenes yeah. i think yeah. ever made yeah um i grew up loving mudvayne and like early 2000s metal i actually listened to a playlist on spotify today <laughs> at work of like early 2000s metal nice. um and yeah, Mudvayne was like at the top of my list back then. Uh, so I loved the soundtrack, but I'm mm-hmm. with you on the score. Like, yeah, like some of the score choices were a little off. Mm-hmm. Um, I found like there was no character development, which was unfortunate. No. Um, the backstory of the ship was so quick and mm-hmm. almost pointless. It felt like, yeah. And I do agree, like the first half of the movie was great. And then yeah. it just goes completely off the rails. Yeah. Um, story, I gave it a three or a, a four. You gave it a three. I gave it a four. Um, <laughs> just because of how much I enjoy the first half of it. Um mm-hmm. I do think it does really falter at the end. And if someone were to remake it, I would be on board for that. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just like you hate shitting on movies from your childhood now that you're an adult. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like Ben from Extreme Horror Replay and I were we had like a brief conversation on this. Okay, yeah. We were both saying like the same thing. Like it's it's a shitty movie, but it's just nostalgic. Yeah. So yeah. Four five out of ten and a four out of ten. Cool. All right. Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> you already know what the critic score was for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you rented this on Apple TV. Um, but the critics consensus with a plot as creaky as the boat, Ghost Ship fails to deliver the scares. That is, that might be the best uh, consensus we've had on this podcast. It's pretty great. Yeah pretty great um that was another point that i wanted to make too the setting of it's like there's just something about a haunted ship that Mm -hmm. 
Like I find haunted ships more scary than haunted houses just because I feel like you're in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. So like there's nobody around you. Like the feeling of isolation and seclusion is like tenfold. Yeah. Um, That was another thing I wanted to mention with the quality. But anyways, um, you already know the critic score. Uh, 15%. Yeah. On 128 reviews and an average score of 3.8 out of 10. Do you want to take a stab at the audience score? Uh, I'll say 27. Oh, you're close. 37. Okay. On 250,000 ratings and an average score of 2.9 out of 5 or a 5.8 out of 10. Cool. So, not very well received. No. By, by anybody. Nope. Your uh, hat's uh, breaking there. Ah, Sorry. Uh, so yeah, Letterboxd has a 2.4 out of 5. Uh, I gave it a 2. Uh, I forget what you gave it. I originally gave it a 2, and then I bumped it up to a 2.5. <clears throat> right, okay. Uh, ben from XHR Pod gave it a 3.5. Uh, Anthony from, I can't say Porcelain Peak anymore, RIP, gave it a 2 <laughs> out of 5. Uh, Josh from HMC gave it a two to five. Jensen uh, gave it a two and a half. Uh, Nightmare Pod gave it a three out of five. Slash and Captain gave it a three out of five. Uh, apparently, I have a friend on here called the Grim Fucker. <laughs> he gave it a two out of five. And uh, yeah, that's it. Um, someone that I follow, uh, Weird Cinema. Yeah. I think it's a girl. Yeah. She gave it a five out of five. Yeah, there's also someone on my list too that gave it a five out of five. Like, yeah. Whatever. I mean, you're entitled yeah. to your own opinion, but five out of five is a little. Yeah. Anywho, are you ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. What did you give it for a scare rating? Uh, scare rating, I will give it a 3 out of 10 um, just because of the setting and also like the first half of the movie did have some uh, pretty not jump scares, but it was very creepy and then the mm-hmm. opening scene with the wire was more grotesque and gruesome than I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Uh, scariest scene, I'm going to go with the fridge scene. I legit Jumped, got a jump scare from that. Did not expect okay. <laughs> Munder Dodge to pop up. Uh, and also just like mannequins and like mm. bodies that are like concealed, but like you can clearly see them is creepy mm. to me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, And then would I survive? I'd say yes, because I would not get on a fucking ghost ship in the first place. Ooh, okay. But how about you? All right. Um, I also gave it a three, um, for the setting, for the opening scene. Um, there was some imagery later on too, that, uh, I don't want to say it was like scary, but it was like, it took me by surprise. Cause there's some stuff that I didn't remember. Yeah. Um, which leads me to my scary scene. And I said, 
whenever Epps opens up that closet door and Katie's corpses mm. hanging there. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect that. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> um, and it just kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah. Uh, and would I survive? I said no, because oh, wow. I, I would be on that ship. <laughs> if someone came up to me and I was a salvager and they were like, yeah, like we have this fucking huge ass, like ocean liner mm. and it's in international waters. Yeah. So by law, it has to, like it's first come first serve finders keepers kind of thing. Like that's a hefty payday, man. It is. And you find that gold. Yeah. It's all unmarked. Like, Holy shit, dude. Murph said it was like 200 to $300 million. Yeah. That was in 2002. Yeah. That's like 600 million now. Um, One scene I forgot to mention that I don't know how we didn't talk about it. But fucking Santos as the ghost. Oh, yeah. That oh, was yeah. scary. That was a good scene, man. Yeah, that could have been And that was like scene. special effects, right? Like, mm-hmm. that wasn't CGI. That was like, yeah. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah. Shit. That could be a scary scene. Yeah. Because he was creepy. He was. And he like keeps like. Because he was bad. Like, he turned bad, right? Because mm-hmm. Katie said that she's the only one that's like really different than everyone else. Yeah, probably she had like the innocence of a child. Yeah, probably. Yeah, good point. I forgot about that too. So yeah, no, I wouldn't survive. All right, I'd be I'd be stealing all that gold. <laughs> all right, well, what are we watching in two weeks? Two weeks. Um, you gave a guess as to what I was going to pick, and you were half right. It is a Lars von Trier movie, but it is not Antichrist. Okay. We are going to be covering The House That Jack Built. Oh, okay. Finally. Yeah, yeah finally. <laughs> you wanted to do that a while back. I did, yeah. Yeah. All right, sweet. So, yeah. You said there's a scene that's going to crush me, but see how it goes. All right, we'll see. <laughs> Good. I've been wanting to watch that and I just keep putting it off. And Yeah. Yeah. So. I only watched it for the first time like two or three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you watched it. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. All right. So yeah, catch that in two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at a podcast on Elm Street. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have our merch, our dis- our Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. Um, each of our individual letterbox accounts, our Discord server, and anywhere that you can listen to us. We also have a secondary podcast called the Podcast on Fury Road, which is only action movies. If you haven't checked that out yet, please do. We have two yeah. episodes up now. Uh, and another one dropping next week. So, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yep. Thank you. And talk to you later. See you guys. Bye.